Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. We are so excited to have you all back today and share a lot of exciting developments in the EOS community. But first up, we have super exciting news. Those Everything EOS developer courses should now finally be live. We submitted everything to Udemy, the course platform that we're using for this. So if you're watching this video, you may have already gotten an email to go ahead and access your developer course for free. But if you haven't, head over to everythingeos.io slash dev. Uh, that link still works, right? That's where everybody can get the courses, right, Zach? That, that link should work. We're recording this one day earlier than we usually do. Rob's going camping this week. So oh, yeah. it, right now there should be no issues, but uh, and anything that, that we run into will be communicated to. You should, regardless, have received an email by the time this airs, uh, and everything should be fine, uh, and everything's on you to me. Um, so like Rob said, check that out, everythingeos.io, front slash dev. If you haven't signed up, if you did sign up earlier, uh, check your email. You should uh, have one waiting for you. And once you guys get access to those courses, please let us know what you think in the Everything EOS Telegram at t.me, front slash everything underscore EOS. Let us know if you have questions. Let us know what you think of the overall course. I know it's a ton of material, more than eight hours across 60 lessons, some written, some text content, mostly video content all through that course platform. So it's a really high quality course and just the first of many courses that we'll have coming under that Everything EOS Dev program. So stay tuned, it's uh, pretty exciting times. And, and don't forget to leave us a review on Udemy. So we have Please. a brand new account, no reviews, no five stars. It should have 105 stars uh, by the time this airs, hopefully. Um, so let's, let's move on to the other big news, Rob. We got the, the, the B1 June event. Um, we talked about it last week. They started sending invites out. Um, yeah. Last week, we reported that it'll be invite only, which everyone was kind of bummed out about. They will also have a delayed live stream. But so a lot of people got the initial batch of invites last week before we recorded uh, the last episode. But over the last couple of days, I've been getting messages from random people saying that they're, they're getting their invites. They're, they're trickling out. So they're oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So if you did not get an invite yet. Uh, there, there is still a chance that, that they're still sending out emails. I don't know. Maybe they're, se they're batch sending them and then giving them a few days to RSVP. And then maybe they have a certain capacity they're looking for. Um, but we have an event planned. We, we, we talked about this previously on the show. We have the, what do we call it, Rob? The EE31 May? Or is that what e -E we're calling it? EE31 May. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So we are hosting an awesome event in Washington, D.C. So whether you're going to the Block 1 event or not, but especially the people that are going to the Block 1 event, the night before at 6 p.m. in Washington, D.C., we're having a little mixer event where you can come, eat some hors d'oeuvres, there'll be drinks uh, that you can buy from the, the actual place. What's the name of the place in D.C.? Uh, the Beer Garden Haas. So it's like nice. an outdoor beer garden. So... Uh, they have an indoor area if the weather is really bad, but if the weather is really nice, it's going to be amazing. They have a really nice outdoor area, plenty of space. I heard the food's really good there. Um, it's 1.8 miles from the DC Armory, which is where the B1 June event will be the following day. Um, the whole Everything EOS team and, and a bunch of others will be there at 6 p.m., uh, no end date. Uh, uh, so you can come as early as you want or come as late as you want. We'll probably still be there. Uh, but we do ask that everyone who is planning to attend RSVP, we have to give a head count to, to this venue uh, so that they can make sure they have enough staff to accommodate us. Uh, we're, we're expecting anywhere between 50 all the way up to 200 people. We just we don't know how many people 
uh, <laughs> B1 block one's even invited. So we're like in the dark here and just pl trying to plan accordingly. We're working uh, with a couple uh, local Washington DC blockchain agnostic uh, blockchain meetup groups. So we're gonna get the, the local crowd there too who might not know a lot about EOSIO. So we'll be able to um, educate them on it as well, but we're expecting a big crowd. Uh, but the plan for that big crowd, uh, just please RSVP if you're planning to attend. There's no fee, no tickets, uh, no, no ticket cost. Uh, and you could RSVP at everythingeos.io front slash B1June. Awesome. Do that. And if you're coming to that event and you already have some of the Everything EOS merch, I would be wearing mine today, but I've been wearing it so much. I wore it to the gym. It's in the wash right now. But if you have Everything EOS merch, bring it to the event. Take a photo with us while you're there. Uh, it should be pretty cool. And we're going to see how many people in the room we can get at the same time wearing some kind of EOS merch. So if you don't have yours already, everythingeos.io, check out the merch. And like Zach said, please RSVP. The event is totally free, but we need you to RSVP everythingeos.io slash B1June. Uh, and speaking of merch, it, it seems, uh, was it Sebastian from WordProof that uh, posted a photo of himself in the merch in the, the Everything EOS Telegram? Yeah, so we've been getting a lot of pictures like that, sometimes just in yeah. a direct message, but I especially like it whenever it's in the uh, Everything EOS Telegram channel. And let's plug that, t.me front slash everything underscore EOS. But he's actually got some uh, really big news that actually happened. Uh, the beta for WordProof has, has launched. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what WordProof is, it is a WordPress plugin that timestamps all of your posts, pages, and updates to pages and posts on the EOS blockchain. But it's, it's really cool and really does solve a real need. Uh, in the journalism space right now, especially in the content space, you know, you go out and you post a piece of content and then a hundred other people immediately copy you. They repost it as their own. They say, hey, I wrote this article when you are the one that actually wrote it. So what WordProof is trying to do is something that's very cool, which is have immutable cryptographic proof that you publish something first, that you're the owner of that content in case there's a legal battle, if you need to you know, tell somebody to remove content from their site. So it's something super helpful. And uh, it seems like, is, is, am I correct that Everything EOS actually has a page that will be archived as one of the world first pages archived on the WordProof system? Us, along with the EOS writer, .io and talosuk.io, we are all the first three WordPress sites to ever be timestamped on an EOSIO blockchain. Hey, so, that's so cool. Super cool. There, there's so much cool stuff about this project and about Sebastian, the CEO. So j just a couple of, of things about that. So one, they're one of the first EOSIO projects to receive funding through a worker proposal system. They actually got their initial seed funding from, through the Talos WPS, which oh, is super nice. cool. Um, and then the other thing is that this isn't just uh, some random development team building a WordPress plugin. It is a team of seasoned WordPress veterans that built this thing. Um, their, their most notable project that they've done in the past was a GDPR compliance plugin. And that thing has had over 1 million downloads before Ooh. and still has over 100,000 websites using it right now. Wow, and, that's, and that's crazy. Not, not all. Yeah, so this is huge. So there's an event in Europe. This is on June 22nd called WordCamp Europe. And this is actually, uh, and Zach looked this up before the show, this is crazy. This is the biggest WordPress event in the world. So this is like the main WordPress gathering, kind of like B1 June. Uh, seems like it's turning out to be our annual EOS gathering for everybody. This is like the B1 June of the WordPress world. So Sebastian will actually be on stage. Is it with the, the co-founder of WordPress? The co I, I, yes, Matt Mullenweg. Wow. He is the WordPress founder. 
uh, he'll be on stage with him and Sebastian. I'm probably gonna mess his name up. Vanderlands, Vanderlands. He's he's Dutch. I'm Sounds I'm not right. sure. I don't know how to speak Dutch. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I, I talk to him all the time. He's a really great guy. Really, really enthusiastic about all of this and the the production version of wordproof and you can find it at wordproof.io uh they're taking beta signups right now if you have a wordpress site and you want to try it out but the production release is planned mid-june so it sounds like they're trying to time up the the production release at the same time as this conference so wow. wordpress That's is huge 33 oh, percent yeah. of all websites on the internet are on wordpress Ooh, say that again how many websites on the internet are on wordpress N- Tens of millions, and that's 33% wow. of all websites on WordPress. And they already have uh, like users. So like I said, they have 100,000 plus active users of their GDPR plugin. So I'm sure there, there's some cross-marketing opportunities there. And also speaking of uh, cross-marketing opportunities, so because he's embedded in the WordPress ecosystem and a lot of these WordPress developers might not know what EOSIO is or might not know how to build on a blockchain, it just so conveniently happens that we have the Everything EOS developer course series that oh, is yeah. going to be plugged right there in the plugin on the on the homepage of the plugin. Whenever you, you go to install it, it's going to basically say, do you know how to... Like, Want to learn more about developing on EOSIO? Go here. And Peter Kay, our technical lead here and our technical educator at Liquid Apps, he will be there to show everyone the way. So this is a huge opportunity. I mean, we could onboard oh, absolutely. tens of thousands of developers, if not more. And that, that's like it, 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 the sky is the limit, basically. And this is uh, the plugin itself. So I, I've already installed it on our website. It, it's super simple. If you've ever used WordPress before, you've probably installed tens of plugins to do different things for SEO or whatever, and any number of things on a WordPress site. And it's super easy. So if you've done that before, you could easily do this as well. Um, and because they're on Talos for the beta, it's all free accounts. Uh, and then there, there's a few other ways they could probably get free accounts by the production release, but I, I don't know a whole lot about uh, that. So yeah, I have, uh, there's so much going on. I mean, he, he really is a cool guy and we've spoken a lot as well about once the, the EOS mainnet is one of those supported options in the, you know, the main release about integrating EOS name service, giving people those 99 cent account names or, you know, a custom name that they want to archive all of this data on the blockchain. And this honestly is something that I could see major publishers. I mean, your Gawkers, your CNNs, your Fox, all these huge people really have a need for something like this to say, hey, we own this content, take yours down because yours is copying ours. So I could see this being sort of a standard on the web in the future where if you're publishing any content online, first you stamp it with WordProof, make sure you own it, and then you go ahead and release it to the world. So super excited about this. Huge shout out to the entire team over at WordProof. I see it as like a Trojan horse. You got these WordPress developers. Oh, what's EOSIO? That might be the first right. time they ever come across it. They click that one link and they go down the rabbit hole. And then next thing you know, they're going to be on everything EOS talking about it with us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love it. So, yeah, you, you, you kind of mentioned EOS name service a minute ago. Uh, you have a little bit of news coming out soon on that, don't you? Yeah, so this is super exciting. So this is in collaboration with the folks over at EOS Cafe Block and Saeed specifically. Um, But we have some very, very exciting news to share and we'll actually have something for you to use this month in May as you're watching this. At some point during this month, we have an incredibly excited announcement related to that EOS DNS. So that's the decentralized DNS, you know, allowing you to host a website. 
fully decentralized, a centralized domain. That will be out at some point in May and we'll have more details to share soon. So stay tuned on that, but super, super excited. Um, and a huge shout out to the EOS Cafe Block team for partnering with us on this and integrating with EOS Name Service. So we cannot wait to roll that out. Coming in May, more details soon. So much exciting stuff. So Monday night, we had a big update come out. We had so last week on the show, we predict we made a new B1 June prediction, and it was a pretty simple one. And that was the expectation that EOS IO 2.0 would, would be rolled out for June 1st. Well, yeah. 1.8, uh, release candidate one just rolled out. That means there's potentially going to be a 1.9 sometime in May. And then June 1st, we're going to see 2.0. But we, Ooh, I hope. In, in 1.8, we have some very, very major upgrades. There, there's actually an upgrade to, to the consensus protocol. And this, this was mentioned by Dan a while ago. So Dan has been talking about this upgrade here since May 29th, or not May, November 29th, he came in to Telegram and he mentioned that they're working on a small hard forking change that will enable most users to never have to rent CPU and allow dApp creators to rent slash own CPU for their users. Ooh, it's so good. And this in combination with Rex, this combination of dApps being able to lease CPU super cheaply from Rex and other services like Jintai, and then also, oh, now they can automatically pay for, for that CPU on their users' behalfs, means that the users, like you're saying, should really never have to even worry about resources, let alone, you know, go stake EOS and worry about unstaking in this whole process. It'll be super simple. You know, you have your EOS account, come on in, play or dap, we'll pay for the CPU on your behalf, lease it super cheaply from Rex. And this, I think, is just another step in this long climb of us getting to mass adoption, you know, making it super easy for people to onboard, whether it's making an account, or in this case, managing resources, which now it seems like they don't have to do if the dap supports this. So I'm super excited about everything coming in one point if any of you out there looked at the release notes, you're probably like, what even is this? It's a bunch of technical <laughs> jargon. Basically, there are a lot of core improvements to the overall blockchain, the actual consensus mechanism, the way CPU is built on the blockchain itself. That's going to require coordination amongst all the block producers to launch this and actually upgrade the, the, the chain. And normally that's not the case because you're not dealing with such core code foundational changes. It's just other upgrades and additional features. But in this case, the BPs will all be working together to deploy this at the same time and make sure that everything goes smoothly. So I cannot wait for 1.8 to be live. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited. And, and as you mentioned, some some core like fundamental like changes are going to be made and to allow that to happen it's it's like a series of upgrades so they don't all these updates uh, aren't just run by the block producers at once it, it's going to happen in stages so the first stage is basically laying the foundation for all future upgrades similar to this one so it's really important because then when 1.9 comes out and 2.0 comes out if they need uh, some bigger changes that like especially with the consensus protocol we don't we don't know what's coming uh, it's all going to be ready to go and it's going to be a lot easier for every future upgrade uh, because of this one. Um, and you mentioned Rex. You've probably already heard about this. This probably isn't news to you. I've been talking about the Rex for, for months now. It, it was first brought up back in like August. Um, if, you wanna, if you're already staking, already voting on the EOS mainnet, now you could stake and earn additional EOS for staking and voting for a minimum of what is it? 15. I'm, I, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. It's 15 block producers, right? Uh, I think it's either 15 or 21, but you can also just 21. vote for a proxy. <laughs> so there are a ton of different interfaces and ways to access Rex. You have things like Shintai, of course, Blocks.io. But the one that I'm super excited about and that we partnered with at Cypherglass is EOSRex.io. 
So at eosrex.io, you can go log in, you can lend your CPU. And the, the best part about all this is really that Rex is risk-free. If I put in 100 EOS, the minimum I'm gonna get out is 100 EOS, and then I'm gonna collect my leasing fee on top. So there's no way I could put in 100 EOS and, and get less than that amount I put in. So it's totally risk-free, um, but use whatever interface you'd like. We have a video on the Cypherglass channel if Rex is out right now, uh, going in depth on the eosrex.io UI. So check it out. So I, I don't know who all has front ends in the works. I've seen the Blocks.io, I've seen Shintai's, and as, as Rob mentioned, the eosrex.io. Uh, almost every block explorer should eventually have uh, Rex staking built in in the same way that most block explorers and wallets have just staking and unstaking and voting built in. Uh, exactly. This should be a function in almost every tool you use, uh, but definitely on eosrex.io and the other ones uh, we mentioned. Oh, man, we're, we're going hard on this one, Rob. Uh, yeah, we really are. There's so many updates. You know, Dmail, we pushed out a big beta update this week, some new features. There are red and unread features, a lot of backend stability. If you're in the Dmail beta, check it out at dmail.co. See the new updates. Let us know what you think. But the, the people that we've let into the beta so far are super thrilled. So thank you all so much for your feedback. Uh, we have a, a huge list of upcoming features. So super excited to crush through those. But in addition to that, with other project updates, Pixios actually just released a trailer saying that they will have 15, yes, 15 games coming out this year in 2019. So rather than me just talk about it, why don't you watch the super quick one minute trailer right now. Does that not get you excited? So that's exciting. And I guess just for transparency, we always do this. We both own Pixios tokens. This was yep. not a sponsored anything. We just did it because we think this game's awesome. We want to play it. Um, but I guess from a speculator standpoint, the other big news is, didn't they announce, uh, we don't have this in our notes, but a new decks listing coming soon in yeah, May or so Pixios. early May? Yeah, it's coming uh, just a few days after you're watching this, actually. Um, by the time this episode is live, May 8th, Pixios will be listed on Nudex. So super exciting, great timing, I think, with these announcements of what's coming in the future. The whole Pixios paint app, as you saw in that trailer, is getting an overhaul and an upgrade as well. So a lot of good things coming. The liquidity is coming, and uh, there are some other partners in the future that uh, should be listing it as well. So uh, when, when do you predict... Uh, the Pixios Game Center is going to be live. It didn't exactly say in the trailer. It didn't give us a date. What do you predict, Rob? 
Oh, I, I see what you're doing there. We do <laughs> know guess. it's sometime in 2019 that those 15 games will come out. But uh, the, the way you're saying predict, are you referring to, to the upcoming IQ uh, prediction market? Yeah, the, you know, the one by Everipedia, the one that's yeah. going to make Augur obsolete and has yeah. the, the core team around Everipedia backing it up. And um, they released their white paper. Uh, they posted a blog article. Um, but I think maybe we should give an introduction to what it is for people who aren't as in tune as we are. Absolutely. So Everipedia is essentially a decentralized Wikipedia on the blockchain. And one of the members of the team, Larry Sanger, is actually a former co-founder of Wikipedia. This guy started Wikipedia along with, uh, I guess, Jimmy Wales, I think is, is the name of the other co-founder. Larry, you know, saw some problems with Wikipedia, mostly censorship, and then saw what Everipedia was doing on the side with allowing people to publish content, verifying content on the blockchain, incentivizing users for actually, you know, adding that content to this overall encyclopedia. So everypedia.org, if you haven't seen it, it's a much, much better version of Wikipedia. And now, using that same IQ token, they're building this prediction market. Well, I, I just want to say how impressed I am with the Everpedia team and how, how they're growing the utility of the IQ token. Uh, because Absolutely. everyone kind of can understand whatever Wikipedia is, even if you've never used it. It's like a better Wikipedia is the best way to explain it. And there's uh, less censorship and less barriers to entry to getting a page on there. Um, but that's like the it's like an encyclopedia. It's all of the world's knowledge in in a global decentralized encyclopedia. So that tells you kind of what the history of everything is and and what it is today at present. Um, but then there's what's going to happen in the future is, is the aspect they're adding here with the prediction market. Um, so they released a white paper. They have a, a release date for an MVP in June. Um, and it, it's, it's super cool because they have a, a flexible resolution system. So a prediction market is basically a way that anyone can create a market for. So if I wanted to create a market for uh, the 2019 World Series, for example, I could basically uh, set up a market and it says based on the, um, the white paper here it would cost me 25,000 IQ tokens that would be burned. Uh, for me to create this marketplace. So I'd create a marketplace basically asking everyone, um, who do you predict is going to win the World Series? And then there could be, I'm not sure if it has to be binary or not, so I might be wrong here. But let's just say every team in the major leagues uh, and, and the MLB is on this list. So there's the market creator, that's part of the system. And then there's the market resolver. So this is the part that's interesting to me is, so if, if we put out this prediction market for who's going to win the World Series, or let's just say it's between two teams in case it is binary. You have the market predictors, which is basically the people who want to wager on either team. So let's say team A or team B. And then after that event happens, uh, the, the winners basically get paid out by the losers. So if let's say 90% of all of the predictions were for team A, and then only 10% were, were predicting for team B, you, you stand to gain a lot more from, from your prediction if you, if you uh, I guess, gambled in a way on, on, the, right. on the team that only had 10% of the market. So you get 90% of the winnings for, for the 10% of the users. Uh, but to resolve the market is quite interesting because I, I guess I'm not going to quite get into how Augur worked. Augur's uh, pretty much the most developed and defined prediction market to date, and it's on the Ethereum blockchain very low users, real low daily volume. We, we won't really get into that. Um, <laughs> but the way they're doing the market resolvers on Predict is super cool because it's it's flexible. So you, you have you have a variety of options on on how you want to uh, predict or how do you want to create the the resolution for the outcome. So 
you could have a, a multi-sig. Maybe you could have like 10 trusted parties who are, are designated on a multi-sig to say basically, did team A win or did team B win? And then everyone who entered that market would know like how the results are going to be decided. So that's how you kind of have the trust is they know ahead of time how it's going to be resolved. What's really cool is uh, the DAP network, Liquid Apps, my boys. Uh, we just released some documentation uh, a week ago, maybe two weeks at this point, um, on our Oracle services. So basically any piece of information that you can get online on the regular non-blockchain internet from any API can be pulled in on chain to be used in a smart contract. And oh, then wow. there's also uh, cron services, which are basically scheduled tasks for in the future. So this market could be created. Let's use the World Series as an example. I, I don't know like at what date the World Series would be resolved, but let's just say November 1st. Uh, basically, you'd be able to set a future, uh, a, call, a future call to the API on November 1st. And you could have these uh, decentralized DSPs. So DSPs just like an independent operator uh, on the DAP network. And they could all be calling uh, different API services, let's say from Yahoo, from ESPN, from Major League Baseball themselves. And then Predict themselves could also be running a DSP. And they compare all of the answers. And if all of the answers are all the same, then they've reached a consensus and they could basically say that this is the end result and then move on to the next step of the contract, which is basically pay the predictors based on uh, who predicted the market correctly. It's just a really cool concept. Uh, it, it could go a lot further than just sports betting, though. So I think... I think for the uh, beta or the, the MVP that's coming out in, in June, it's going to be kind of basic in what kind of markets they want to do. Uh, but in the future, there, there could, it could go even crazier. Like you could predict earthquakes, you could predict weather. Like wow. any, there will be a market for everything. And I, I think like where this is eventually going to go, and I don't know if it's on predict or some other prediction market that we don't know about yet, is we're just going to have a bunch of AI competing against each other for who has the best AI and who could predict the future the best. And I, I think huh. that's where we're headed here. And it, it's, it's super cool. I, I, I kind of want to create a market myself whenever it first starts. So um, the market maker or market creator, I guess, like I said, they pay 25,000 IQ, which is about a hundred bucks right now. It just gets burned to create the market, but they can make that back based on like the volume of participants in the market. So if it was something right. big, like predicting like a presidential election or something, you're probably going to get a, a lot of volume on there. I think uh, with Augur, wasn't that how they, they hit their peak was during the election? Do you remember? Uh, I believe so. I know that they, they did a lot of tests. They never really had a ton of users, like you said. I think only a couple dozen using the platform. But I think what's so exciting about this whole thing to me is the Oracle component, because that is really, you know, a big question mark in a lot of other systems. Like, okay, you know, you can bet on this thing, but how are you going to resolve it? And the Oracle seemed pretty cool. And that reminds me, I saw uh, Miles Snyder in the, the Liquid Apps Telegram chat asking about Oracles. Is he like involved over there in some way? Yeah. So a lot of I don't know how public this is, but Miles Snyder from Aurora, the, the BP, he also was from Multicoin Capital. So from what I understand is he's advising or on part of the team for the predict market, and he's working with the Everipedia guys. And uh, I just had a call with him this morning. Talk, he was asking some questions about using the DAP network services, using the oracles. And basically he queried uh, the, the Telegram channel and asked, for DSPs to reach out to them uh, and and let them know uh, their, their pricing packages and how they how they how soon they're going to be running their oracles on the DAP network. So that's really cool to see because the the network's been live for uh, about two months now, 
and we've had VRAM up until now. That was the main service being offered. But last week, we rolled out an update with a bunch uh, more services. And your excitement, I'm, I'm, I share in your excitement, Rob, because the oracles are probably the most exciting thing for me as well. Basically, yeah. any, th any piece of information you can grab from an API can now be done in a trustless way and be integrated into a smart contract without relying on any, any one party to, to, wow. to trust. The implications for that, I mean, there's so many other uses for oracles besides just a prediction market. So the amount of things that are going to be built on top of that and the DAP network are, are just kind of insane to think about. And, you know, it's funny. I know we've we've called uh, Miles on the show. I think we've called him Mr. Stablecoin. Uh -huh. But maybe now we can call him Mr. Oracle or, or Mr. DSP or something like that. But uh, speaking of stablecoins, don't we have some, some news on that as well? Dan, yeah, it's been a while since Dan's written a, a blog article sharing his ideas because he's always thinking about stuff. And so he released uh, an article and a, a bit of code also, a contract to go with it. Oh, wow. And he released it as himself. So I noticed he didn't release it through the EOSIO or the Block One GitHub. He released it through his own huh. personal GitHub. And he, he basically gave his ideas on how to create a high liquidity pegged token algorithm using Bancor, using... Uh, you, you could look at it if you read up on it. The link will be in the description to dive really deep on it. But the important thing to note is that it, it re-collateralizes itself with shorts. So it basically, it adds to a collateral position constantly based on trading fees, whether you're long or short on the stable coin to balance out and keep the peg, it's going to accumulate trading fees that get basically added to a collateral account. And it, it's like a shared uh, collateral position shared by the entire network, I guess is the easiest way to explain it. But I guess to tie this into uh, oracles, you, you need price feeds to actually run a stable coin. You need to be running price yeah. feeds in from all kinds of different exchanges to get an average and, and, and get, a, get a price. So that's another potential use of, of Oracle services. Um, but I was excited by this. Dan has been working on a stable coin since last February was the first time I, I saw on the EOSIO GitHub that there wow. was some code for a pegged, deriver, de pegged derivative currency. And then over time, he updated it at some point to add some Bancor stuff to it. And then he re-released uh, the code recently. And I, I haven't had time to dig into the actual code to see how it varied from his old model that he had. Uh, but I'm just super excited that it, that it finally came out. Uh, he teased it again on April 1st. So we've just kind of been waiting for it. He said it was pending legal review and now we have it. So I, I encourage anyone awesome. working on a stable coin and there are several, it, it seems like this is more of like a, a model of how to do it. And it's not going to be the only one. So we have like EOS USDs working on a stable coin. Uh, we talked about the other week, EOS DT from, from the, the team from, uh, or at least the founder from Changeli. He's got his own stable coin he's making. I know even for the uh, Everipedia team, I've seen Sam in Telegram uh, asking Dan about stable coins or asking about yeah. stable coins. There, there's some sort of stable coin element needed for a prediction market. I'm not sure of all the details behind that, but super exciting, super exciting, super exciting. And it, it's, it's not going to end there because so we, we keep talking about block one and B1 June and what to expect. But, you know, one thing we, we could expect at block one, not just for June, but for the foreseeable future. Job openings. A That's lot of new expect. employees. <laughs> it's crazy. So obviously we know, you know, block one has right now on their website listed four locations. They have Blacksburg, Virginia, which is where Dan is, where a bunch of engineers are. We have Hong Kong, which is where Brennan Bloomer currently is, a bunch of engineers, a bunch of people over there. There's Los Angeles, where they actually have a couple job openings. And then Northern Virginia, which seems like it's going to be their D.C. office, a lot of companies 
companies have a spot in Northern Virginia. If they need to go talk to political officials or whatever it may be, they can drive into DC. So they have a lot of new positions there as well. But the list here, we're seeing a lot of positions on the website that I'm looking at right now that we have never seen before, at least that I've never seen on the Block One website. There's a position for a 3D animator in Hong Kong, <laughs> community relations advocates, more legal counsel, a senior analyst, a senior UI designer, product marketing analyst, head of product marketing, head of communications for Asia. It goes on and on and on. A talent acquisition specialist to even Both continue to Both in Washington, D.C. and in Blacksburg. So, so yeah, you're, you're just running through these, Rob. I want to kind of hit on a couple of them. So yeah, there's, there's too many to talk about all of them, but we're out of our notes. So this is the rest of the show, people. We want to tell you, uh, apply to block one, block dot one front slash careers if any of these are of interest to you. So the 3D animator is the first thing you uh, mentioned. That's insane yeah. because that's going to be part of the marketing team. So usually you contract a 3D animator because you only do a video like every once in a while. Like if right. we needed a 3D animator at everything EOS, we'd go on Upwork or Fiverr and go buy one for this one project. The fact that they're hiring a full-time 3D animator tells me that there's going to be a lot of marketing and digital content coming out. Uh, community relations, like that's just people working in the uh, working to grow the ecosystem, grow the community. I know a long time ago there was like a block producer relationship manager that uh, apparently has been hired, and then yeah. uh, just basically all these managerial positions, which basically tells me that there there's a lot more uh, people um, that'll be under these positions also. Uh, and like you said, the talent acquisition specialists, uh, custom, oh, yeah. customer success team lead stood out to me also because you don't have a customer success team lead unless you have customers and have projects that you built for those customers and exactly. you're trying to just keep them happy. It's basically uh, like a, a manager of like customer, it's making sure that everything turned out the way that it should and that you keep your clients happy. So oh, that, that's and huge. Even along those same lines, if you look at jobs like the SEO lead, you know, right now Block One doesn't really need SEO because they're they're not selling a product other than the free open source EOSIO that powers the EOS mainnet and these other chains. So hiring an SEO lead tells me, hey, they're about to launch a product. They need something where they actually need to do search engine optimization and make sure people find whatever this thing is going to be or maybe multiple things. So, so many different things. And it's interesting also with the timing of these. You know, we saw that animated B1 June trailer that people got so, so excited about, ourselves included. Maybe after that, they went, hey, you know, instead of paying this guy, like you're saying, for a one-time thing, you know, we are going to need an animation for this product and this product and this announcement and this launch. Why don't we just hire one? So it's so cool to see, you know, from the outside looking and obviously with very little info from their website, just sort of to imagine what's going on behind the scenes at Block One. But hiring so many different people, there really are so many that we could spend five minutes just reading them all we, off, dozens and dozens of jobs. I have some to add, actually, because all of the ones we read, none of them were even technical. We only read the fun ones that we understand more. But if you scroll down even further, it's just countless engineers, front end, back end, uh, distributed, but then also security. Have you noticed, Rob, that they've been ramping up their security positions? They hired an executive not too long ago from, I think, yeah. Dubai, and he was like head of some major security company. I, I, his name is lost on me. But there's about four other security positions on uh, in cybersecurity, I, I guess is the better word, on the Block One's career page right now. Uh, we have these rumors that they're going to be contracting with different world governments. Last week, we saw that there's a, a group called Ghostbusters that are advising an actual government in, in near Croatia, and they're going to run their entire government on an EOSIO blockchain and DAC. So this is just insane. Like everything is happening so fast. 
and we, we, we can't even keep up ourselves. Yeah, I mean, one thing I'll, I'll add on the government side, so it, it seems like India is actually looking for a platform as well, and, uh, or, or excuse me, not India, Thailand. Uh, our, our community manager and one of our partners at Cypherglass, Adriana, is actually living in Thailand. She's been there for a couple weeks and is actually going to be there for several months, maybe longer, maybe more than a year, where that'll just be her new spot so that she can go to all the different meetups. But she's been going to a lot of these government meetups focused on blockchain, so that she can kind of push them in the right direction and say, hey, build on EOS instead. You know, don't, don't go build on Ethereum and waste a bunch of development time and pay all these fees and realize it doesn't scale. Come build on EOS or EOSIO and test out your ideas here. So the government space should really be heating up. I know a lot of people aren't super excited about that. Totally understand. There's tons of stuff happening on the mainnet as well for the public chain. But the governance aspect is huge and also shows the power of the technology. So all good news. Are you talking government or governance or both? Government. Well, governance okay. in the government. And I, I just kind of want to clear this out before we close out is when we talk about EOSIO and the government, we're not necessarily talking about the main net. It could be any number of EOSIO chains. It could be a public chain. It could be a private chain. It could be a hybrid chain. We don't know. Uh, but I, I'm not expecting a, a government like the U.S. government to be building on the EOS mainnet. I hope it does. I hope they're posting hashes to it of their block headers, maybe. But just so everyone knows, it's not like the government's taking over the EOS mainnet. It's yeah. they're going to be building using EOS IO software, and everything they build uh, could potentially be open sourced and used by other people trying to accomplish the same goals. And it's just going to speed up that process, and eventually, uh, it's just going to be so easy to do. Your mama could do it and run her own country. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Hey, I would live in my mom's country. Shout out to you, mom. <laughs> anyway, that's a good spot to wrap. Thank you all so much for tuning in for another episode of Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast here. As a reminder, if you're going to be in Washington, D.C. for the B1 June event, come one day earlier, 6 p.m. May 31st. RSVP your spot to the Everything EOS mixer over at everythingeos.io front slash B1 June. We hope to see you there. So please RSVP. So until next week, everybody, I'm Zach Gall. I'm Rob Finch. And this is, is Everything EOS. Go EOS! Go EOS. Woo! One month or less right. till B1 June. Here wait. we go.